I mean, Stone, stop me if I'm saying something dumb. FAU right, ain't stop, losing. Stop, the- stop, stop. FAU ain't losing to the UConn by 17. <laughs> no, the hell no, they're not, Kenny. There's just no way. God. They would have been a significantly tougher matchup than San Diego State was. Big, plotting, offensively skillless San Diego State. Yeah, I think it would have been a guarantee that FA... FA, I'm not saying FA you would have won. Right. I'm saying that it would have been a much... We started freaking out when San Diego State got within five last night after trailing by as many as 19. uh, FAU would have been in in that game. Yeah, I think with five minutes left, FAU would have been within a few possessions. And I, would have consistently been within a few possessions for the entirety of the game. I think so. I don't think I'm... I'm I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn making that declaration. Oh, Ken, you're biased. I, <laughs> listen, listen. I also feel like I've seen the team more than anybody this year outside of Dusty May and his coaching staff. Uh, they would have presented some matchup challenges for UConn. But UConn, the national champion in college basketball, and the term that you can't stop hearing all morning, all day, blue blood. Blue blood is UConn, a college basketball blue blood. Seth Greenberg, ESPN analyst, former college basketball head coach, most notably at Virginia Tech. Seth Greenberg, answer the question, is UConn now a blue blood? What do we say about the the blueness of the blood, which has now become the expression here? I mean, we think of Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, etc. This program has now won five titles uh, since 1999. That's the most of any of them. They've done it with multiple coaches, so sometimes it doesn't feel the same. What do we say about UConn's place in college basketball today? They're at the very top of Blue Bloods right now. You know, they're in that conversation. Since 99, they have more. Kentucky has one national championship. Kansas has two. Carolina and Duke have three apiece. All right? UConn has five. Has five in that same time frame. Overall, they have more national championships than Kansas. Connecticut, obviously the great architect, the GOAT, Jim Calhoun, what he created, Danny Hurley now, and they're going to be around for a while. This isn't a one-off, Greeny. This team's going to compete for a national championship pretty much as long as he's there. So you're going to hear a lot today on the ESPN family of radio networks whether or not UConn is a blue blood. I honestly couldn't give two craps if UConn's a blue blood or not. I don't even care about the conversation, to be honest. Again, college basketball, your blue bloods are Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, UCLA, and maybe, maybe UConn. Maybe UConn. I'm going to let other hosts on the ESPN family of networks, and you hear on ESPN 106.3, discuss that. Again, me, Ken LaVica, I don't give a crap. I don't care if UConn's a blue blood. I don't care who's a blue blood in college basketball. I'm more curious about the definition of blue blood, how we apply it, and then how it translates to other sports. Blue blood. If if Kentucky and Kansas and UCLA and North Carolina and Duke and now UConn are all blue bloods, who are the blue bloods in, say, the NFL? Or who are the blue bloods in, say, the NBA? What about college football? We only use blue bloods 
when we're discussing college basketball, but why don't we apply it to other sports? Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker and in John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the hot, uncomfortable, and now stinky intercoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, he runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. What I, what, I, what I think we should do is set up parameters here. And first, you need to define what a blue blood is, okay? So let me give you a little backstory, Stone, as to where the term blue blood came from, all right? Let's do it. This is according to the NCAA. The first reference of a blue blood was in the Brooklyn Times Union, January 3rd, 1927. So this goes way back, way back, pre-Great Depression, Pre-World War II, it's old. It was used again in other publications throughout the 40s and 50s. Old, appearing to reference an undefined elite class of college basketball programs. It still holds up, though, because the teams that were outstanding in the 40s and the 50s when this term was brought back up still hold relevance and winning tradition today. Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, to a lesser extent, Duke, who wasn't anything in the 40s or 50s, but came on in the 60s and then the 70s, then went through a lull, and then Coach K came, and then they rose back to prominence. I suppose the definition of blue blood, are we talking about a team that it was great decades ago and still holds cultural relevance even though they haven't won anything? A la, oh, I don't know, the Packers? Or... Is there recency that needs to be applied to blue bloods? Because if that's the case, I would argue that you can make just as good a case if you're going to recency for the Astros to be a baseball blue blood than the Yankees are. So it matters how you define this. And I know that everybody's going to have a different definition for blue blood. But what I want to do based on your definition of blue blood, I want you to pick a sport. Okay, it could be the NFL. It could be the NBA. It could be college football. It could be Major League Baseball. Hell, I can't help you much with it, but it could be the NHL. But one or the 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 three. This do you want to do three or five stone? What should we do? Three or five teams? I like. I don't want to make it too complicated for people. I like five because I I think if you go three, there are going to be some. There are some obvious ones that are just going to muck up the proceedings. Right. Got it. You pick a league and you give me five blue bloods from that sport. Okay. College basketball. We're not discussing whether or not UConn's a blue blood. Or whether or not UConn has now taken over Indiana in the Blue Blood discussion. Or all the things, the minutiae that the college basketball media wants to thrust upon you. We're just talking in general. Because this is a very, very, very diverse market when it comes to sports and what you're paying attention to. It's very much whatever the wind blows in any given day. The last two (laughs) weeks, we've been talking FAU, FAU, FAU. We've never discussed FAU basketball as a topic on this show until the last two weeks, and it was the biggest thing we did over the last two weeks. Tom Brady comes up. We'll talk Tom Brady. NBA playoffs come. People want to talk NBA playoffs. It just, like, literally, that's what's great about Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is that on a, and it's what's frustrating, but it's What's great on a day by day basis? I don't know where the hell your heads are at. Yeah, wh- so you know what? I'm going to to open it up 
to you. You tell me what sport you want to focus on. I am going to judge. I'm going to grade your five blue bloods from that sport. You pick one sport and you give me the five blue bloods from that sport. I was going to say, woman gets eaten by an alligator. Boom, we got to talk about it. Like something that's got to be brought up. You know what? Because hashtag news. <laughs> right. Hashtag news. We have our finger on the pulse. I do have a question. Not her pulse, but the pulse. I do. <laughs> I do. Sorry. Wow. I, I, I do. I'm a little sidetracked now. I do have a question for you, though, and it you know doesn't pertain all that much, but I think you might have the answer for me. Did the term blue chip come from blue blood? Do you I know that? I have no idea. Do you I think no so? Idea. Yes. I do like those bags of chips, though, those tortilla chips that come in the multiple colors, including red and blue. And I would argue, and I don't think there's a difference in taste, but when there's you have not. those blue, when you have those blue tortilla chips and you dip it in the salsa, it presents a very interesting color difference. It is very aesthetically pleasing. So I don't know where blue chip came from, but I do enjoy blue tortilla chips. I hate you. You didn't answer it at all. Blue chips? Good movie. But again, I don't know where blue chips came from. Okay. okay. You know what I'll tell you? Hashtag Google it. I will. I will. I will. I'm going to pick a league, and I'm going to pick the NFL. Okay? I'm picking the NFL, and I'm going to give you my five blue bloods in the NFL. And the thing about the NFL that's fun about this is that there's been so much parity over the last 15 years that it's really difficult to actually pin down who the Blue Bloods are. I I suppose that historic success, but within reason, does come into play here. And this is why, against all of, of my common sense, I am going to put the Cowboys in my NFL Blue Bloods. The Cowboys are in my NFL Blue Bloods. Okay, they're a team that has been up there in terms of overall Super Bowl championships. They have fallen short the last uh, 20 years, but you can't argue with the fact that they're still, despite all that stone, the most popular team in the NFL. They're the most internationally recognized pro football brand. And it's not like they've had two and three win seasons. Their recent lore comes from face planting in the postseason over and over and over, and over, and over, and over, we're at 15, and over, uh, 17, and over, and I did 20, over and over and over again, okay? So I think the Cowboys make the cut in that spot. Wow. It's the same reason that even though the last couple of years have been lean because Brady left and we're sort of seeing a little bit of Bill Belichick without Brady, but you have to put the Patriots in, right? Yeah, you The do. Patriots are an absolute NFL blue blood. The Pittsburgh Steelers are an NFL blue blood. The Steelers are in this discussion as well. Now, I know what Dolphins fans are thinking. Well, Ken, the Dolphins have one of the iconic logos, iconic brands <laughs> in the NFL. They do. The colors, the logo. I think that they're one of the most well-traveled fan bases in the NFL that show out at opposing stadiums sometimes more than they do their own home stadium down here in transplant-ridden South Florida. But the Dolphins just have not had enough success. They've been too much of a punchline to actually be an NFL blue blood. It's why I don't think they're in. Now, this is where the conversation gets interesting. You've got Cowboys. You've got Patriots. You've got Steelers. 
Would the 49ers be a blue blood going back to the 80s? Joe Montana, then in the 90s, Steve Young. They've had a resurgence, haven't won a Super Bowl, but they have been to, uh, they have been close. They've been back to the Super Bowl. They've been in the discussion with the 49ers, who are an iconic brand. Have they won enough recently? They're not at the level of the Cowboys, but do the 49ers, do they capture the imagination? Are they considered an NFL blue blood? I think due to the fact that they're in contention to win a Super Bowl year in and year out, yes, they but are But who deserves blood. it more, the Chiefs or the 49ers? Because don't forget, we only have two more slots left, and I know you want to have a conversation about the mighty Packers, the team that won the first two Super Bowls in NFL history. But... What about the Bears? Because the Bears were winning well before the Packers, before the Super Bowl came about, when there was the NFL and there was the AFL. So there's a lot to weigh here. What are the Blue Bloods? When do you start determining who's had the most historic success? How much do you take in the recency of success? So be careful here before you commit to the San Francisco 49ers. As far as the Bears go, you cannot have a singular player own you, a la Aaron Rodgers, and be a Blue Blood. That's That's just the standard that it is. Okay. Now, if you're making me choose between San Francisco and Kansas City, you have to go Kansas City. Right, it's so just what you have Kansas to do. Kansas City, Kansas City, who, by the way, was in the first Super Bowl. Okay. Ooh. First two Super Bowls. It's a little fun fact else. for you. Yes, yes. Um, so, Against Bart Starr and the uh-huh, Green Bay Packers? That's right. So you're putting the Chiefs in that discussion. That leaves one more. That leaves one more. Now, the Packers, you can make the argument. You can have the discussion. I choose to turn my back on the Packers. In this spot. I just don't think it makes any sense. You're leaving them in the dark? They've had one of the greatest players of all time. Back-to-back greatest quarterbacks. Most important position in the sport. All time. And they have two, count them two, two championships to show for it. They've won four titles overall. That's certainly lacking when we're talking blue bloods. But they have a massive following. Arguably the biggest fan base in the entire NFL, not named the Dallas Cowboys. They're difficult, but I choose to say no to them. So who who are we filling in with the last one? We have the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs probably debatable. So if you were to have in the number five slot an A, B, and C, A is the Green Bay Packers. You know who's kind of knocking think, at the door. I think for it's you. Packers, Niners in this discussion, and then possibly the Bears. Right? Yeah, okay. Or so we, you could even throw in the Dolphins as that C. Okay, you want to come down to that from a from a from an ultra-minutia debate standpoint. No, let's cross off D and C, right? It's not the Dolphins. It's not the Bears. Okay. It is definitely a tight battle between San Francisco and Green Bay. There are arguments. Okay. All right. So I'm wondering who that fifth is. I'm going to make an executive decision here, and I'm going to say it's the Niners. I'm going to go with the 49ers in that spot. I'm going with San Francisco. My five NFL Blue Bloods are the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the 49ers. Those are the five NFL Blue Bloods on a day where we're discussing, is UConn a Blue Blood? Who cares? Let's apply Blue Blood to other sports. You tell me a sport, a league. You give me the five, and then I will judge them. I will pour over them. I will let you know how I feel about it. I chose the NFL. You can choose Major League Baseball. You can choose the NBA. You can choose hockey. I don't know how much feedback I'll have for you on that. You can choose college football. Hell, you can go Premier League. You can go uh, Bundesliga. Again, 
My my parameters are limited, but if you want to flex a little bit on me, go ahead. But my NFL blue bloods are Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers, with a little assist there from Stone. You pick a sport, you pick a league, you give me the five blue bloods based on your definition of what a blue blood is. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers. Those are the five I have in the NFL. Now, I, I am actually, uh, speaking of the Patriots, uh, seeing that Bob Kraft volunteered the Patriots playing to pick up Miami, the basketball team after they lost in the Final Four, that actually drives me insane because I don't remember Coral Gables hosting the Patriots ever for a practice when they came down to play the Dolphins' guests, which school has in the past. Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. I, a little bit of disrespect. That's all I'm going to say while we're on the subject of the Patriots. My NFL Blue Bloods, Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers. You pick a sport, you pick a league, you tell me what your Blue Bloods are. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. The actual definition of Blue Blood is tricky. Because in college basketball, everyone's going to latch. College basketball is a weird sport because as the years have gone on, and the way that the rules have changed where it's you can jump straight from high school or you have to spend one year in college, the way recruiting has changed, the consistency in which these blue bloods are able to compete for a national championship has changed immensely. The days of four years of Eric Montross at North Carolina, Jerry Stackhouse at North Carolina are over. You have a fleeting chance to grab lightning in a bottle a la UConn. Uh, a la Kansas last year. You don't know when you're going to be back. Look, Calipari's been struggling for damn near a decade now to get back to the Final Four, let alone the National Championship game. Hell, the Sweet 16 has been a struggle for Kentucky at times. Duke got knocked out in the round of 32, literally, by Tennessee this, uh, this past NCAA tournament. So, the Blue Blood discussion, if you apply to other sports, though, how much... How much past success are you you accounting for? How much current success are you accounting for? How much cultural relevancy are you you accounting for? That's the difficult part about this. Yeah, the cultural relevancy, I think, is is super important here. I'm going to go NBA. And I I think that it's not necessarily... But if you're talking cultural relevancy, that means if you're talking NBA, the Knicks would be considered a blue blood. And that's a whole lot of vomit on the floor. (laughs) I mean, trust me, the Knicks are not a blue blood. I mean, that's a big old floor turd. So I I guess in in the realm of cultural relevancy, I I think that's where Milwaukee steps in right now. Like, they're known as the big bad wolves right now in the NBA. Or the big bad bucks. The big bad bucks. Like, they're a blue blood. So Milwaukee's one of them. Golden State? Obviously a blue blood, right, considering all the championships. The Miami Heat. I, I See, I think the Heat are definitely a blue blood. I think they are a blue and, blood. And think about it, too. There have not been many teams in NBA history that have won championships. That's what's wild. Only in the last couple of years have you seen like a team like the Raptors break through, the Warriors break through, the Cavs break through. Prior to that, it's the Bulls, it's the Lakers, it's the Celtics, it's the Heat. Like, there have not been many NBA champions, but you know the Lakers and Celtics have to be 
The, if you're picking five from the NBA, you've already crossed two off the list because there's no argument about the Lakers and Celtics. Right. And those even are, though the Celtics, even though the Kevin Garnett big three era, <laughs> they think they're God's gift to basketball and they actually accomplish something. Uh, great. You, you guys won a, a championship. How about the, the Heat winning, uh, winning three since you won that one? So I had Boston in L.A., obviously, as my four and five on Blue Bloods. But where I did struggle... And I also felt a little bad for was the San Antonio Spurs. Mm. Rel- because, yes, they've won a ton of championships, but, yeah, culturally. They were the standard for a long sure. time with Pop just being inducted. Including Pop completely changing the style in which the Spurs played. They played a San Diego State-esque type of ball. Their first couple of titles with David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and then they went an FAU-esque European-style offense <laughs> to, to do the rest of the work with Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and that entire crew. And right now, the product that they're putting out on the court, night in and night out, does not help not the great. argument. Not great, but I just... Man, I wonder, though, if, is there any team in the history of the NBA that has, has completely excelled two completely different styles of play under the same coach? And I think the answer to that is no. All the while, while winning championships, right? Like, right, like they did the darn they thing. Don't, they don't immediately come to mind when you're thinking about the class of the NBA, the, the top organizations in the NBA. None of those come to, uh, the Spurs don't come to mind. That's a tough one. That's actually great to bring up. Because I think off the top of your head, if you're talking Blue Bloods, based on your definition, Celtics-Lakers. They stand the test yep. of time. They have far and away the most championships of any team in the history of the sport. I know that it's been lean, but how can you deny the Bulls in this spot? Oof. You can't tell me that a, 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 a team that went on that run where they won six championships in eight years, even if it was in the 90s, with the most popular player to ever be in that sport, the Bulls aren't considered a blue blood. I, I, think, I think the Bulls are probably in the NBA discussion. And I know it's weird, right, Stone? Like, it's weird that the Bulls, because it's been so long since they've been competitive, but we literally watched during COVID a documentary that spanned two weeks and were enamored with it, and it took over sports talk radio over the story of that one team that won the six championships and focused on the last championship the majority of the attention was paid to that. that. That means you're a blue blood. So it's hard to argue. You ain't doing that for the Willis Reed uh, Knicks. But you're putting San Antonio and Chicago kind of in the same spot here. So if that is what we're doing, who are we taking out? If I had to say, it would be Milwaukee. Chicago can replace Milwaukee. I don't even think Milwaukee was in the discussion. Like in from the a recent Spurs. Yes. But I don't think the I don't think the Bucks have achieved that. I think the Warriors. You're probably you can make a case for them now. But if you're if you're kicking Milwaukee out of there, it's tough because you're kicking the odds-on favorite year in and year out. That is, last, I think, for the last handful of years. Sure, but I think that's by definition a blue but blood. They've like, only broken through once. They've only broken through once. The Warriors. I mean, they've broken through a handful of times. I mean, they've broken through a handful of times. But like, God, I don't even it, think the Bucks are in this discussion. It's it's basically like saying, like I think the Raptors and the Bucks would be at this at the same uh, frequency level here in this discussion. If you're talking NBA, because we got to include the Heat, right? You got the Celtics, the Lakers, the Bulls, the Heat. I think that's a that's a good start for with the Blue Bloods of the NBA. The Knicks are only relevant because they play in Madison Square Garden 
And because they rake in big time bucks with the MSG uh, conglomerate. So I think if you're kicking Milwaukee out, it's similar to, and I know you did not have them on your list, but in the NFL, like kicking the Buffalo Bills out of being a blue blood. The Bills should not be a blue blood. Shouldn't even be considered a blue blood. Sorry. You can't be a blue blood and fail every time you get to the biggest game. And then fail now recently every time you get to the playoffs. But Uh they're a top one, two, three team in the league. Just because their fans throw themselves through tables doesn't mean that you're a blue blood. That's fun and you giggle a lot and you say, hey, don't break your femur. Doesn't mean that you have any relevance to success in the NFL. They don't. The Bills have no, they do not have a single Super Bowl championship. So, so okay? they are not a blue blood so in any way, shape, or form. I'm getting blue blood and blue chip a little mixed up, mixed up right yeah. now. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. fair, fair. I just think those teams are the most threatening. Like, those are the cream of the crop. And I think if you're going by definition of blue blood, like, it's the standard. I haven't been home for the entire month of March. I had something uh, also blue. In that spot as well. All right. So, so for me, like, you I don't, don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, so <laughs> when you're, when you're, when, when you're thinking about this fifth NBA team, like, I kind of love this actually. I'm so into this right now. Got the Celtics, Lakers, Bulls, Heat. <sighs> Who is the fifth one? It, it has to be the Spurs, right? I think it has to be Doesn't the Spurs. Doesn't it have to be the Spurs? I think it has to be the Spurs. Like, who, I, I, I who do. Who are we missing? Who it, are we it would missing? be, it would be them or the Bulls. It's not that we're missing anybody. Going through this list, I mean, there are no teams in the West that are considered blue bloods right now. No, like it gets shaken up each and every year. You're not throwing Phoenix in the mix unless we unless we take out the Spurs and put in the Warriors. But again, that is disrespectful to what the Spurs the Spurs pretty much dominated uh, the, the a half of two decades. Right. Like I don't know if the Warriors can jump in, and I'm sure someone's going to make a case. Oh, the Bulls won titles in the '90s, but can you put the Warriors over MJ and uh, the you know, and the greatest team of all time that actually finished off the championship as opposed to the Warriors who had a better regular season than failed in the NBA Finals. I think the Bulls get the edge over the Warriors. I think it's the Heat and Spurs, then the Celtics and Lakers in the NBA. Whew, we talked through it. I'm tingly. This is good. This is good. It's a wild move to no, take the it. Bulls over Golden State. The Bulls. It's a wild move. The Bulls are still relevant after all those years, despite all the success of the Warriors because of Michael Jordan, because of Scottie Pippen, because of the 72 and 10, because of Phil Jackson. Like, I'm sorry. They stand the test of time. That is a part of this definition of blue bloods. So in the NFL, we've come up with the Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers. Those are your five blue bloods in the NFL. In the NBA, the Celtics, Lakers, Bulls, Heat, and Spurs. What do you think? You can take those two leagues, come up with your own five, take a different league, come up with your own five. The Blue Bloods in a league or a sport of your choosing. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. You pick the sport or league. You tell us the five blue bloods from that sporter league. But again, Stone and I, and we're still sort of disagreeing, but we've ironed out a rough draft of our NFL blue bloods. Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers, our NBA blue bloods, Celtics, Lakers, Bulls, Heat, Spurs. 888-760-3776. 888 
760-3776. I know Stone in the break is going to keep fighting me on the Bulls because that's what happens when you have a millennial in the in the in the number one chair on this show and a Gen Zer in the co-host chair on this show because now Gen Z is going to try and convince millennial me why I'm wrong. This should be good. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Stone, what do you think? Should we take a break? Should we go to Brian and Hope Sound? Let's take Brian and Hope Sound. Brian and Hope Sound on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. What's going on, brother? What's up for a year reunion in a couple months here, so uh, guys, as much as I can, I love you. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, so this is this is my issue, and I'm not arguing your list. I think your list is pretty decent, but you're taking Chiefs over 49ers. And if we look at a culture of being in contention every year, we have – so you go back to – you have Joe Montana, you mm-hmm. have Steve Young. You yeah. go forward a few years. We got Colin Kaepernick. You had Alex Smith and Vernon Davis sure. that year. Now we're coming up. We got Garoppolo. You got uh, – Trey Lance was fine for one game, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then you got Brock Purdy. So you got – you got a, a, you know, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant taking you damn near to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, you know, you're looking, this is over the course of decades versus the time Joe Montana left Kansas City until the time arguably the best quarterback in the game today showed up in Patrick Mahomes. What did they do? They've won. They've, they've had a history of winning other than when Mike Singletary was the head coach and the guy in the suit, Mike Nolan. Uh, you're, you're Can right. Can you say they were better than San Francisco? Um... So across across that many different iterations that's, of a team. You know what? The the way you lay it out, I think it's easy to overlook that because they they haven't broken through since Steve Young, but you're right. Like the 49ers have found a way to have a team that's a Super Bowl contender in every decade and multiple times in said decade. So so I had Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers. I feel like that probably then completely disqualifies that Bears discussion. And that Dolphins discussion. It was never a discussion. They're just culturally relevant, but the winning isn't there like the 49ers have. I actually, you know what? I'm on board with that. I am on board with that. I think you're you're right on with that and appreciate the call. I think that clinches it. And we did have the 49ers in our final five, but I think that that, to me, wipes out any chance of, of the Bears and the Dolphins. Though those two, I would argue, are more relevant than the 49ers are. I, I mean, I just don't know why they had a chance in the first place. I mean, the Bears are an absolute joke. We're coming off a season where they went three and I understand 13. that, but, but I think you're taking too much stock in the recent results. So, because Blue Bloods, what has Kentucky done? What has Kentucky done recently in college basketball? Nothing. They put guys in the NBA. That's how they stay relevant. They don't win anything. So, so, so take away the 1972 perfect season capped off with a Super Bowl. And they're brown bloods, like the Dolphins stink. Their brown bloods, as in, as in they bled out and then it dried on the carpet? Yes. They're brown bloods? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, you tell me a sport or a league. You give me the five blue blood teams. Here's what's 
uh, we've determined, stone begrudgingly, with the NFL and the NBA. The NFL, we have the Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers. Those are the five blue bloods. NBA, the Celtics, Lakers, Bulls, Heat, Spurs. Those are our five NBA blue bloods. We'll do a little college football when we come back as well. We'll do a little baseball. Help us fill in the blanks. Come up with your five blue bloods. You pick the league. You pick the sport. I'm giving you the keys. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Talking blue bloods today, and it has nothing to do with UConn basketball. He's Stone the Bandwitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm just totally normal conversations during the break here on Ken LaVica Live. Like Jenna Ortega, Wednesday, the star of Wednesday, right? What, what was her What was her thing before uh, Gen Z? Tell me, Stone. What was her thing before uh, she was on Wednesday on Netflix? I don't think I can necessarily answer that. Was a singer songwriter? I mean, what are we doing no, here? She was on a show. She was on a show. I don't know what she was on, but like, I I'm a fan of Jenna Ortega, but I'm not a fan of Jenna Ortega, like her character on Wednesday. Because she's like a teenager, right? Oh, she's been in a ton of things. She's been in You on Netflix. She yeah, that's right. The Virgin, you. like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's just it, like, but but just because she looks young, like she's youthful, but she's she's what twenty years old. But I suppose it's weird if I'm like I'm a fan of her, but like oh. a thirty-eight-year-old man. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of weird for me to be like, oh, Jenna Ortega is attractive. It's very weird. And it's especially weird for me to be like, oh, man, Wednesday? How hot is she? <laughs> right. Like, her character is like 14. Yeah, you guys have to, uh, I don't necessarily have to fight those battles more so than guys yeah, your age Yeah, you're 24. Do, it's much like, different. You can't, you know. Fa- 38-year-old me. Can't be a fan of good. Zendaya. You can't be a fan of, you know, all these people. It's a little tough well, you. can you. be a fan of them. I just don't think you can be like, oh, my God, Jenna Ortega? Oh, she is so damn hot. Like, that's a little weird for someone my age. And then especially if I uh, if if I come home and I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, baby, could you cosplay uh, Wednesday? <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that's a no-go. To be honest, it would be... My a- wife would be like, uh, I'm going to pack my stuff. I, I'm going to go see my mom for a few days. It would really be a good street survey, though. It'd be like... Would you or no, would you I not? Think it would be general- a very disheartening street survey. That's, that's what I mean by that. I don't that. think I want to know what the general public would know in that street like, survey. Would you or would you not? Jenna Ortega, they'd be like, oh my God, come on. And then at the end, you break it to him. Hey, but you know, she just turned uh, 20. And then, yeah, I don't know, man. But down here in South Florida, oh God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there are going to be plenty of dudes, gray haired dudes, who would be like, <laughs> oh yeah, Jenna Ortega. Uh, she's my type. Yeah, she's my type. That's who I like to bring uh, bring out to uh, my high end club in Palm Beach. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Like, it's a bad. Lo- I, I'm getting. This is just advice from Uncle Ken. All right. If if you are above the age of oh, I don't know, like forty seven. No, no, no. You're going no, higher. High, no, like twenty six or twenty. Oh. No, actually. If you're above the age of 18, okay, and you're going to outright say, ah, man, that Wednesday character is pretty hot. Nothing to do with Jenna Ortega. Ah, that Wednesday, I'm into her. 
that's a little bit problematic, okay? And especially if you're my age, age 38, and you're like, man, Wednesday, she just does it for me. Um, no. Jail. <laughs> Jail. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uncle Ken's advice, if you feel those things, you might want to see someone, and if you make them public, you're on your own. See, but just using the phrase Uncle Ken doesn't help either, right? It's the creepy Uncle Ken. But I'm not. I'm being the sensible Uncle Ken. I'm not being creepy Uncle Ken. I'm being sensible, safe Uncle Ken. The PR Uncle Ken? Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to guide you in the right direction. I'm the uncle with the good advice. Okay. All right? Uh, Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Oh, yeah, Blue Bloods. That's what we've been talking about. I don't care about UConn. I don't care about UConn being in the being in the Blue Blood discussion. What I do care about is us placing Blue Bloods uh, in different sports. Because what we've come up with with the NBA is the Celtics, the Lakers, the Bulls, the Heat, and the Spurs. Those are the five that Stone and I have at least come to a, a, a very uneasy agreement on as our five NBA Blue Bloods. And it's a mix of traditional powers, cultural revel, uh, relevancy, um, current success, lasting success. Yeah. But we do have a major omission, like the Warriors aren't in there. That You can make a case for the Warriors in a big, big way. Uh, I suppose some could try and make the case for the Knicks. I'm going to laugh you off the phone, but you can make a case for the Knicks because they are ultra-culturally relevant in the biggest market in the NBA. In the NFL, our five blue bloods are the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the 49ers. But that's leaving out the Bears. That's leaving out the Dolphins. That's leaving out teams that a lot of people latch themselves onto, not only stateside, but internationally. You pick a league, you pick a sport, you give us the five blue blood teams in that league or that sport. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Mark tweets in, baseball, Yankees, Dodgers, Giants, Braves. The last is a coin flip between the Cubs and and the Red Sox. I think it's the Red Sox all day over the Cubs. Uh, and I actually, yeah. from a cultural relevancy standpoint, sure, the Cubs are in the discussion because of Wrigley Field, again, smells like urine um, and the Ivy and all that stuff. But, I mean, the Cubs the Cubs don't have any more championship wins than the White Sox do. They're in the same city. And I'm not going to sit here and argue the White Sox are a blue blood, but what I'm going to say is that I'm not even sure the Cubs are in this discussion other than the fact that they're cute and cuddly and everybody loves the blue hat with the red C. Yeah, and I think that one of his glaring omissions was the uh, Houston Astros. I, th- I think they can replace who we want to kick out of his list. Now, keep in mind, though, they've just recently started winning championships, and now, they have been ultra-consistent uh, competitiveness over the last 15 years or so. So how are they any different than the Kansas City Chiefs? They're just not. Well, the Chiefs were also in a Super Bowl back at the inception of the game. Like they, their their owner, their owner Lamar Hunt, he's the one who came up with the idea for the name of the Super Bowl. So that's a little bit different than the Astros. Okay, that that's just that's just a little a little bit different. I hear that. Yankees, yes, of course. Dodgers, yes, of course. Giants, okay. Especially if you want to go back to when they were in New York, okay. Uh, Braves, sure. I have the Braves on mine as well. I think they're a staple. I think they're a staple. To a casual, oh, you know the Braves. You know the chipper era. Yeah. Now, what about the Cardinals, though? 
Woo! I think the Cardinals are 100% a blue blood. Take, take the Giants out of there and put in the Cardinals. There's nothing I, like Bush Stadium. I would Stadium. almost argue take out the Braves and put in the Cardinals. I think you could as well. I think it's actually Yankees, Dodgers, uh, Giants, sure, again, Cardinals, and then Red Sox. Those are probably the the five blue bloods right there. Let me write that down so I don't forget that, actually, so we I, have that on the record. I... I I have a problem that you're not taking into, even though you said it was part of that criteria, mm-hmm. current success. You're not putting any stock into current success. Don't lie about it. You're kicking out the Bills. You're kicking out the Astros. What championship? You're kicking out the Bucs. Stone, Stone, what championship have the Bills won? But Stop so- going back to the Bills. They're not even close to being a blue blood team. But we're talking about the you Kansas like them. G- you like them in your barstool mind because they're lighting tables on fire and fans are throwing themselves through them. Now, that's just what you think. That's because accurate, that's, right. No, it's not accurate at all. They're They're... A top one, two, or three best team in the National Football League. Like, therefore, I think it makes you a blue blood when you talk about championships. How many did you say that Kansas had? Uh, Kansas basketball? Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, two. They're, I, at five, they're at five national championships, and they won one last year. So, uh, for the teams that have two, I guess two since the 99 the era. Way, remember in August when we couldn't remember who played in the national championship just game? Didn't Every even know. single member of the show had no idea. That was embarrassing. <laughs> just had no clue. Yeah. But, you know, you want to bring up championships. It's tough because you could just go like decade by decade. And now the Spurs are irrelevant and a laughing stock of the NBA right now. Bottom dwellers. So I think you do, if you're going to put the Spurs on a list, to the contrary, you have to put the Bills on the list. But because no. they're so bad right now, but we're so good. But the Bills were so bad, and now There's, they're so good. You've got to have a championship to your name to be considered a blue <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, a I, to, a yes. single championship okay. to your name. A single one, that's like fine. Like, in the current iteration of the way the league is made up, they haven't won a championship since the merger, okay? So, I'm not putting the Bills in that spot. Yes, everyone loves them, and they love that, 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 that massive grizzly bear that plays quarterback for them. But they haven't done anything in the, the landscape of the NFL. They haven't accomplished a thing. So then put the Bucks in. Put the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Blue Blood spot. Then if you need they've a championship. A ch- they, well, they've won two championships. They've won one championship recently. They have a better case, though, of being a Blue Blood in the NBA, even though they're not, than the Bills do in the NFL. And if you want to go back, right, the Gen Z wants to pull the curtain back, let's go to the Kareem era. Like, they were relevant at one point for a long, long time. And now here they are, one of the best teams in the league. They're the most threatening team in the East. Sure, sure. I just I, I feel like yes, there's multiple definitions, but you're you're too hyper focused on, on current success on current success. And for some people though, that's fine because uh, that's that that's what your parameter. Everybody's going to have different blue bloods, different discussions. But I think baseball, Yanks, Dodgers, Giants, Cards, Red Sox is as safe. I think that is as safe a five blue blood teams as anything we put together for the NFL and the NBA. You pick a sport and a league, you give us the five teams, the five teams that are considered Blue Bloods in honor of a UConn, according to college basketball media, entering the Blue Blood neighborhood in college basketball. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. And a reminder, don't, do not find the character Wednesday attractive. Okay? Just don't. It's problematic. It's not a good look. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Stone, would you like to inform the masses about the Miami Marlins? Is that possible? Is that something that I could interest you in? The Marlins, by the way, I drove by Lone Depot Park yesterday. Uh, Again, drove 
had to go pick up my family from Miami International Airport. And I want to reiterate, there is no greater soul-sucking experience for anybody who lives in South Florida, Treasure Coast, Palm Beach County, Broward County, Miami-Dade County, than getting within five miles of Miami International Airport, getting within the confines of Miami International Airport, and then being within five miles of leaving Miami International Airport. There is no greater soul-sucking experience than that place. Anyways, Stone, the Miami Marlins. Hey, let's knock it out of the park this season with the Miami Marlins. Lone Depot Park offers you the ultimate experience with plenty of ticket options. You can get single-game tickets or invest in a Marlins membership that gets you even more. Lock in priority seating, save on food and merch, access to exclusive member events as well. Come out to support your favorite team this season as they celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. There will be promotions, giveaways all season long, not to mention, of course, the players like Jazz, Chisholm, Sandy Alcantara, and more stars to watch. Get your tickets today and join us at Lone Depot Park. Visit MLB.com slash Marlins slash tickets. And oh yeah, Ken did not know that Sandy Alcantara's name was Alcantara. Yeah, and I called him Alcantara for a year and nobody corrected me. (laughs) By the way... Uh, speaking of of characters, uh, the teenage girl variety characters, fun characters. Like I'm a fan of Wednesday. I'm a fan of that character. I like the show. But I would argue the best, the best girl character of any sh- any show ever is Vicky from Small Wonder. Stone, you have no idea what I'm talking about. She is a robot who lives in a closet, oh. and it is one of the single greatest. Shows that has ever existed, hashtag 90s. Look up Small Wonder and tell me about that Vicky. Now that's a character. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Your homework tonight, Stone, is to track down and watch an episode of Small Wonder. You found you found the photo of Vicky. You now understand that she's a small girl robot. And I want you to experience the hijinks that Vicky used to entertain me, me as a young child in the 90s when I'm home alone on a on a like Wednesday afternoon in the summer, and Small Wonder is. I don't even know when it actually aired. The only time I ever watched Small Wonder, because it was in syndication, but I don't know from really when, because I don't know when it would have aired in prime time. I only watched it at like 1.30 in the afternoon every weekday in the Chicagoland area. I thought it was just a show made for 1.30 in the afternoon. I don't even know what it was from or what network it originally aired on. Uh, 1985. Oh, it's from the mid-80s? The mid-80s. I just I consumed it in the 90s, so I just assumed. Imagine that. A show about a small girl who's a robot, who has a family. That thing aired enough episodes to get into syndication. Think about that. The standards of television in the 80s were rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, I can't find a TV network. But yeah, 1985 or 89, either or. No, or, or was it 85 through 89? It might have been that. Yeah, the, th- the fact that that thing, 
That monstrosity that I watched nonstop. Again, small girl, robot, dad built her, lived in a closet and had to unplug her. Sometimes she'd glitch out with company when they came over and then they'd have to hide her so they, 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 they the neighbors didn't think it was weird that they had a robot daughter. That show lasted long enough to go to syndication. Think about that. And that is what kept me entertained as a small kid and probably explains a lot yep, maybe. about how I turned out. Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We've been talking Blue Bloods, and we put them out on Twitter, at KLV 106.3, what Stone and I have come up with, baseball, NBA, NFL, for our five Blue Blood teams, based off of a UConn now entering the college basketball Blue Blood conversation. Uh, Dave MacGyver Druda tweets in, college football, five Blue Bloods, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC, Florida State. You agree with that? Give it to me one more time. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC, Florida State. Okay, now did he just omit? Okay. He he omitted Michigan in favor of Florida State. I believe he omitted Georgia over Florida State. But again, like Georgia's had success. What are we doing? See, we can't do this. Georgia is a blue blood. There's no argument here. Are they over Michigan? Yeah. They're overall right now. I, I would argue Georgia isn't a blue blood over Florida State or Michigan. I had Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, USC, and I've been battling with that five. And I would, I would argue, love to go Notre Dame. I would argue Clemson's more of a blue blood than Georgia. <gasps> I said it. Well, say it again then. I would argue Clemson's more of a college football blue blood than Georgia. You're drunk. You're drunk at one o'clock on a Tuesday. <laughs> I haven't had a single drop of tequila. Shut your mouth. You just went Dabo greater sign Kirby Smart. I'm not I'm not you throwing did that. my support behind Dabo. You did that. You know how I feel about Dabo. All I'm saying is that I don't think Georgia's an, uh, a home run in this discussion. Uh, you know what is a home run? The home runner train for Brightline. Going down to see those aforementioned Miami Marlins that Stone was talking about a few minutes ago. Yes is a much better option than driving even near the vicinity of Miami International Airport like I did yesterday. Again, soul-sucking, soul-sucking endeavor. If you're going to see the Marlins, take the home runner train. Take the bright line from the station in West Palm or Boca or Fort Lauderdale. Get down to Miami Central Station and ride share your backside over to Lone Depot Park to see the Marlins. And then the final pitch... You're able to ride share back to Miami Central Station, and there's plenty of trains for you to get back home. It is the greatness. It is the convenience of Brightline. Oh, yeah. How about how about that buzzer beater train going to Miami-Dade Arena to see the heat in the middle of that playoff chase? Again, three trains are waiting for you after the final buzzer at Miami-Dade Arena after the heat game. If you're going to a sporting event in South Florida, then it has got to be Brightline. I mean, even April 15th, FAU Spring Game, 1 p.m., FAU Stadium. Take Brightline of the brand new Boca Raton Station. I'm a fan of the premium seating. You get the snacks in the premium lounge. You get the drinks in the premium lounge. Then you get on the train. You get treated like an absolute god. The snacks, the drinks, the AC, the comfort, the Wi-Fi, all of those things. You ride in style. You ride in comfort, stress-free with Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. It is Brightline. When we come back, Jim Nance said farewell last night. 
And it had me hearkening back to some of my, my, my former influences. And everybody had the voice, a voice that they grew up with that influenced them as a sports fan, a broadcaster. And Jim Nance leaving the NCAA tournament, he's truly, really all I've ever known as the lead voice of the NCAA tournament. Ian Eagle takes over. It's going to be adjustment for me. We've all been through it. Want to play a little analogy game. He's still in the Manowitz. Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.